Perfect. Welcome back to another edition of the Mind of Monty podcast. It's Monty G here, breaking down what happened this weekend over the divisional round playoffs. Exciting time for us football fans out here, you know. Uh, but first and foremost, how's everyone doing? Uh, you know, I have a lot to discuss coming up, but... Uh, I'm excited. You know, it's always cool to have, you know, it's one good thing about having this platform, you know, is that I get to get a lot of things off my chest, whether, you know, it seems like it's only with sports and wrestling, but that's because those are my, my interests, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's my focus, especially as far as entertainment, you know, I love sports for entertainment. I watch it all the time. Same thing with wrestling. So, you know, I watch MMA, you know, I do a lot of things. So, uh, I'm go, you're gonna get plenty of different, you know, sides of Monty. I think that's the perfect. That's why the name of the show is Mind of Monty. I think that's perfect. You get, you know, a lot of me. But um, besides that obvious point, uh, I can't wait to discuss uh, you know, a little bit of that Conor McGregor fight. You know, I might not talk about it on this show, but I want to designate some time to that. You know, I'm not really into the uh, the entire card just yet. But I, uh, you know, do re- I can do my due diligence, my research, you know, uh, and come with something. So maybe I have an MMA show coming up also. But uh, as you'll see at towards the end of this episode, as I start to break down, you know, a little bit of uh, a little a little personal stuff as far as it comes to chasing this master's degree and dealing with the sizzle- syllabus <laughs> that I found this uh well, I didn't find it this morning. It was sent to me last night. I read it this morning, and I, you know, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, kind of explain that. We'll see. Maybe it'll be a reoccurring segment. You know, a little update about what's going on this semester. You know, uh, that's the beauty of having this podcast. You know, you can vent. I can vent about stuff. You know, like that. So we have a lot of uh, things coming up. A lot of things on my mind. Uh, but first and for, first and foremost, I can't talk right now, as you can see. Uh, the divisional round playoffs, you know, that's the that's what you came here for <laughs> nine times out of ten, especially if you've been keeping up with uh, my predictions with the wild card. And as you can see, they, you know, my predictions, man, <laughs> you know, uh, I was, you know, one or two games. And, you know, I think I did a good job of explaining both sides, even though, like, as much as I make game picks, it, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll be predicting a full week ahead. If you know anything about playoff football, especially if you haven't learned anything by watching this season's uh, playoff football, you know, it's tough to predict, you know. it's re- It really is. But, you know, when you have a platform like this and you want to, you know, project, you you know, it's nice. It's a nice part of the show. So I don't really care about whether I'm right or wrong on a lot of this type of stuff. But, you know. Of course, when you're right, <laughs> you care a lot more. But anyway, into the first game. That's the first but anyway of today. Write that down. Let me count. Let me know. Uh, as a matter of fact, start a drinking game. If you anyone, if if I have listeners who drink, uh, for any time, I'm going to segue with but anyway. If you know, so whenever that happens, 
you know, you might need a new liver. Because I think I've listened back and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, why do I keep saying that? So I'm going to try my best to use different language. We'll see how that works out. San Francisco versus the four, uh, versus the um, versus the Forty ers Wow. Anyway, San Francisco versus the Vikings. That's number two, by the way. My players of the game: uh, Richard Sherman, Tevin Coleman. Uh, you know that rushing attack by the Forty ers You know, I think they had. Uh, I think Tevin Coleman had 105 rushing yards himself with two touchdowns. Along with uh, Mostert, I think is how you say his name. And they combined for about 163. So, uh, San Francisco had a strategy, and they knew it. They uh, they used the Vikings' fatigue from last week. You know, Vikings put a lot into that victory. I think they went into overtime, right? So, you know, a lot of that can come – a lot of that fatigue can come back to haunt you, you know, uh, when a team is uh, going to control the ball the way the Vikings – I mean, the way the 49ers did – you know, uh, they owned that time of possession. They had a massive lead, and they routed off, like, first downs like it was easy. Like, Jimmy G and uh, the 49ers, every time you – you know, they were – I don't even know how many times they made it to third down, but if they did, you know, it didn't really matter. They made it all look easy. The 49ers got whatever they wanted uh, running the ball for the most part. You know, Jimmy G only threw for, like, 131 yards, but it didn't matter. When you control the ball, you run the ball like they did. And, you know, don't don't get me started on Richard Sherman's, you know, big time interception that pretty much put the game out of out of reach. You know, uh I think it was twenty four to ten after the I mean, well, he caught the interception and that set, you know, the forty nine up perfectly to run in another touchdown with Tevin Coleman. And there you go. You have twenty four to ten. The game's pretty much out of reach, especially with the way the Vikings were moving the ball. Uh, they sat Cousins six times, which anytime that happens, anytime quarterbacks get, you know, as as I think will be kind of a theme for, uh, you know, some of the losing teams, you know, those quarterbacks get hit a lot of times. So when you put pressure on quarterbacks uh, of, of the opposing team's quarterback, you're going to win. So six times, six sacks, it's hard to uh, win if you're the Vikings like that. It's really hard to do. Uh, they tried, but they, they really just – they were uh, – Overmatched, kind of like, uh, I think uh, I for, I forgot exactly what game it was. I think I think I said Seattle kind of overmatched the, the Eagles because of injuries, of course. But you know, some similar to that type of victory, like it's just the 49ers were a better team, and they looked like it in in every part of the uh, game. So we'll see, man. The 49ers gonna hit a home game, home home game for the NFC Championship. Uh, and we'll talk about their opponent soon. But uh, that was a great way to start off the weekend with a uh, nice dominant victory. Solid game. Tennessee versus Baltimore, the shock of the weekend, I believe. I don't I don't, I don't think anyone necessarily saw this coming because uh, even though the team's like the higher seeds out of out of every game except this one, which, which is Tennessee and Baltimore I'm talking about now, uh, even though every other, you know, high seed like Kansas City and uh, we'll get to the – uh, like I said, San Francisco. We'll get to uh, Green Bay later. Also, uh, all of those, all of the home teams took care of business except Baltimore. But you know, it was still hard. Like for all the games, as I get when, once I get into them, it, it's playoff football. Is basically what I'm saying because you know, as good as the team can be in the regular season, as good as their record may be, as great as they may be seeded, 
once it's playoff football, anything can happen. And Tennessee is a perfect example of that. You know, they they rolled that momentum into the game from uh, the Patriots' victory. For the first time since, since 2002, the Titans will be going to the AFC Championship game. Uh, you know, they just you, – you have a, a heavy dosage of Derrick Henry, but they also picked their their moments perfectly with Tannehill. I remember, I think, uh, Baltimore went for it on fourth down, didn't get it, and then the very next play – Play action to Henry over the top. Khalif uh, Raymond, I think was his name. Was his name Khalif? Yeah, Khalif Raymond. So exactly the speedster. He was just went ran past Baltimore's defense. Humphrey was like five to ten yards behind him. That's how fast he uh, was. And Tannehill put it right on him and uh, got stretched out for it and got the touchdown. You know the way it's supposed to be. And that was a beautiful play. And that was. That was a perfect example, in my opinion, of how Tennessee played the game. They picked their spots great with Tannehill, and the rest they just left up to Derrick Henry. You know, he he became the first player in NFL history with two games of 175 plus rushing yards in the same postseason, and he also finished with 205 total yards uh, Saturday, including 195 rushing yards, and of course he threw a touchdown. So he did whatever he could. You know, they owned the time of possession again. And they ran that clock out. And as I when I get into you know what I think will happen in the championship games, that is an important factor when Tennessee plays. You know, it's not just because of what Derrick Henry is doing. It's the fact that doing that in turn means that they have the ball longer, you know, and they they're pretty much in control of the game. That's one thing about playoff football. It gets cold. No one wants to tackle. When you got somebody like Derrick Henry, <laughs> no one wants to tackle that guy. Like is I don't I don't blame him either. I mean, look at him. Look at him. I think I said the exact same thing last week. I may say it again if they pull it off again next week. So, uh big time victory for the Titans, you know. Uh I don't think anyone saw this coming. 9 and 7 with Tannehill. If I told you guys at the beginning of the season, Ryan Tannehill will be in the AFC Championship game against Patrick Mahomes. You know, I I, I bet no one, nobody thought that that would be the case. Dolphins fan, I feel bad for you. Not only, I mean, they had a decent, you know, um, I think Flores, you know, has the Dolphins playing better towards the end of the season. But, you know, I bet y'all wonder who is that guy? Because our number 17 who was 10 here wasn't like this. But that's what happens when you, you know, you do it right. You put Tannehill in the position to be probably what he was. I think the Dolphins had him trying to make, you know, they thought he was a franchise quarterback when in reality I think, this this fits him better as like a game manager of uh, the way he's been playing and riding the running game and controlling the ball, you know. Uh in in playoff time it's hard to stop. It's always been this way. It's it's always the teams who can control the game, whether it's running the ball or whatever it is, a lot of times are the team that can win. As far as Baltimore goes, man, they just look like a team who hadn't played in three weeks, especially at the beginning of the game. Uh, and just what worked all season just did not work. I mean, Lamar had nowhere to go. Every time he looked up, it was a Titan, or it was a I think it was a white jersey, yeah, a white jersey everywhere you look. You know, and the Titans, the Titan talked mad mess after this game, and I'm not mad at it because once you do that, when you go in there, you beat a team who was the best team all season, who uh, you know, had fun, was the funnest team. I I loved them. That's the reason why I thought Baltimore had a really a really serious shot this year because of how. Together they was. But it's crazy how when you let your team sit out, you know, and you establish, sometimes that can come back to bite you. Now, I'm not blaming that because at the end of the day, they didn't show up. They just 
They look flat in areas. You know, uh, Lamar, who took care of the ball all season long, had three turnovers in this game. So it's a lot of reasons why Baltimore failed to live up to that, you know, that season hype that they had. But, you know, besides their own mistakes, Derrick Henry is the biggest reason why. So Patriots fans who are sitting at home or, like, on the couch or with Julian Edelman getting into some mess that he got into, you know, all of you guys, you guys can feel a little bit better because the Titans are definitely for real, as you can see. Uh, I think we knew that once they beat the Patriots anyway probably, but – Still, it's still nice to see, like, all right, you can kind of say, oh, maybe the Patriots weren't as good if the Titans go there and they get whooped by Baltimore. You'd be like, oh, the Patriots were just frauds all season. When in reality, the Titans have a formula to beat anybody, in my opinion, if they can control that ball. Because if Derrick Henry was going to be running like this, 195 yards, come on, what are you supposed to do with that? You know? It was, you know, he just explodes through gaps. And I, I remember, like, everyone, I, I know it's probably been a meme now, but he, he stiffed on Earl Thomas so bad he turned him into what he looked what looked like the lead blocker. I saw it. That's literally the quote of the meme. It was hilarious. But it was also true. He turned him around. That's how strong he is. A stiff arm from him is, you know, I, who, has, who has a more lethal stiff arm right now? I don't. I can't think of anyone. No one's a better power back than Derrick Henry right now. He's he has launched himself in the uh, running back in the best running back category. You know, I think he's been slowly but surely. You know, getting better every year. Even when uh, him and Demarco Murray was in the same backfield a few years back, uh, you saw bursts of this. You saw saw a little bit of uh, this coming, but he he's on another level now. It's it's insane. But like I said, he exploded through those gaps. Another explosion. Kansas City versus Houston. You know, it started off. As a matter of fact, I thought it was going to be a shootout the way it began, or at least uh, if you look at the end of the first half score. But it, that doesn't really tell the score, the story of the game. You know, Houston were up twenty-one to zero. It looked like they were going to go for it on fourth down, but I think the I think Bill O'Brien decided to just run the clock out instead of going for it and uh, kick a field goal, and they were twenty-four to zero. The next time Houston scored, the score was 31 to 41 Kansas City. <laughs> that that that's insane. Like uh before I looked up and Mahomes had five through five touchdowns. And I, I saw Damian Williams run to himself, I think. I think it was Williams on both touchdowns. I'm not sure. But, you know, they made Kansas City made all types of history with this comeback. You know, the first team in NFL history to win by 20-plus points after trailing by 20-plus points in a playoff game. And their 24-point comeback was the fourth largest in playoff history, according to CBS Sports. And their 41 consecutive points were the most by any team scored in the playoff game since 2002 when the Jets did it against the Colts in a wild-card playoff game. So Kansas City made all types of history. Patrick Mahomes was on fire and I mean, the only reason why they fell down, in my opinion, because I think when they started, the, when they punted at the beginning of the game a couple of times, I know for a fact I saw them drop passes. But that second quarter on, the Chiefs were, looked like the Chiefs. And that is that is the thing about the Kansas City Chiefs that everyone had to work. Even t- like Tennessee are going to have to take, take seriously, going to have to take into account that even if they do control the clock, Kansas City can score so fast. I think they scored like four touchdowns in that second quarter by itself because I think they went into the half with the lead after being down 24-0. And, like, Houston just couldn't keep up. 
I think Deshaun ran in another touchdown to make it thirty-one forty-one, like I said, and then that was it. It wasn't it wasn't anything else that they could do. You know, it, it was just unbelievable how they exploded. So I think this could be Pat Mahomes, Kansas City's year, or at least to go a little bit deeper. The defense, you know, tightened up in the second half, and it's going to be an exciting matchup. It's two different styles. You know, you got the explosive offense. You know, can Kansas City be the first team in the last, what, four or five weeks or at least a month or so, stop – can they be the first team to stop Derrick Henry or at least contain him and make Tannehill beat them? Make, you know, make the Titans throw the ball more than they want to. I I don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll really see what Kansas City's defense is about. And I really also would want to see if the Titans, can they stop you know, that explosive offense. You know, Kansas City at Arrowhead is already hard to beat. But, you know, can Tennessee be a team to go up there and do it? Now, on the, you know, from, you know, on paper and all of that, Tennessee may not have a chance. But, honestly, at this point, you just throw the paper away. <laughs> Tennessee is not that 9-17 anymore. They're on fire. They're confident. Uh, Mike Vrabel has his team playing great. They're hitting who whatever team they played, they're hitting them. They're hitting the quarterback. They're knocking them down. So, Pat Mahomes might want to prepare himself for Jarrell Casey and, and those guys to come in and play pretty great. You know, I think Rashad Evans, I think I think he's a Titan who plays. He plays great also. Like, sorry about that. Kevin Bayard uh, went back. I think he was talking about big trust. Uh, I uh, I think that was Tajay Sharp, the guy who did the press, basically did the press conference for uh, Derrick Henry. You know, and like I said, when you do stuff like that, man, like when you're having fun and you're that confident, those are the teams that can win. Now, I'm not I'm not going to put no money on Tannehill. <laughs> but I, I, I will put some money on Derrick Henry. But the thing is about that, can Tennessee defense stop Patrick Mahomes and that explosive, explosive Kansas City offense? It's going to be exciting. Uh, I'll give you my picks towards the end uh, after I break down this last game. Uh, Green Bay versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, of course, everyone knows, uh, As you, if you've been listening to my show so far, you know that I love the Seattle Seahawks. That is my team. I love Russell Wilson. I love... Of course, I love Marshawn Lynch and his message after the game. By the way, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. It is the truth. It needs to be heard, especially for any aspiring football players, anyone who's in the league currently. I think everybody needs to be tuned in to anything Marshawn says that anyway, but especially on these topics of like, you know, take care of your body, you know, uh, save your money because, you know, in your average NFL career is only about four years anyway. So when you make it there, you got to make sure you save your money so, you know, you can build something on top of that, you know, take advantage of that opportunity as an athlete, you know. So, but besides that, that's, that's how I'm getting sidetracked. The Seahawks, they just started off too slow. If they did not, I mean, the way their defense only gave up, like, I think a touchdown, which is Devontae, by the way, I will get into that. That is just insane how unstoppable he was. Uh, I think he had over 160 yards. He caught eight passes. Like, he was the MVP. He was. You know, him and Aaron Rodgers, their connection, that was the MVP uh, that gave they gave our defense hell. 
They just they just did. There's no no other way to put it. It was just hard for them to stop. I mean, we had we had better moments in the second half. Like I said, Seattle was on they were on their way back. You know, it was a couple of questionable calls, but I would never be that 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 fan who sit up here and blame everything on the referee, especially since I mess with Saints fans all the time about it and all that type of stuff. I, you know, they make mistakes. That's part of the game, unfortunately. Yes, you feel horrible. Of course, you feel like you, you know, man, come on. Like, of course, I didn't. I don't think Jimmy Graham, you know, had the first down or whatever they, you know, whatever happened in that situation. But and then they had to go into the booth, and then I think they went back into the booth. They they went in the booth. They came out and they reviewed it and went back into the booth. Like, I, you know, it's just a big mess, but. At the end of the day, the slow start cost us more than those calls, in my opinion. You know, you just there wasn't enough to beat Green Bay and, and Lambo at Lambo. So, you know, Russell Wilson was outstanding. Aaron Rodgers was outstanding. You know, uh, he Russell led his team in rushing and passing again. He had like over sixty some yards rushing, which you know that's sad that that's our best rushing total. But we we fought through all our injuries. Our guard was got injured that you know yesterday last night. Also. Uh, we've been down running backs. It's the reason why Marshawn Lynch is back. So, like I said, I honestly was just proud of them to still be there in the playoffs. But also, like, as much – like, look at the game. We we brought it within five. Uh, you know, they had a chance to win the game still. You know, so that just shows you with, with Russell Wilson scrambling, making plays, you know, doing what he does with broken plays. We always have – Seattle always have a chance as long as that quarterback is back there. You know, uh, especially I think if Seattle had more weapons as like receivers, you know, if our running backs would have been healthy, who knows what the Seahawks can do. And I think if they continue to make that roster better, and we need to be better on defense, in my opinion, also. So it's going to be tough. Like, do you spend money on another receiver, which is possible? Or maybe maybe we can develop a good one. Who knows? Or do you spend money on the defense? And honestly, I'm not sure. You know, Jadavion Clowney, Wants to play for a contender. Seattle's going to have to lock him up if they want him. If not, we let him go. And now you have to see if you can find anyone else who can match that productivity because, you know, Clowney had his moments where, you know, he, he wasn't perfect all season. He didn't have dominant numbers or anything like that. But, or, you know, he didn't have crazy numbers. But I think he, in moments, as you saw, like in certain uh, games, the Monday Night Football game against the 49ers the first time around, some of the plays he made against the Eagles and, some of the plays he just, uh, he made even last night, he made a couple plays, especially in the second half, I believe. The whole defense played better. Uh, you know, who knows what happened with that. But Devontae Adams absolutely destroyed him. Uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, the Smith, those Smith brothers, had two sacks apiece. So their defense played great. They stopped the run all game. Green Bay, if they the defense play like that, it'll be a nice matchup. I know they got – uh, I think was schooled in San Francisco. I think earlier this season it wasn't that pretty. I think Green Bay is gonna uh, come in there with a different strategy. You know, try to use Aaron Jones more. I think it'll be fun. Uh, we'll see though if Green Bay's defense can hold up and keep them in the game with the 49ers and slow down Tevin Coleman like they did. Cause I think they third in stopping the rush. They did a great job against Marshawn. We'll see what they can do against Tevin Coleman. If Green Bay uh, going there and perform well. Uh, I think it'll be a good game, and I I also just I can't wait really to see what happens. You know, they're 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 both great teams historically NFL. Like think about it, with two better teams, you know maybe. And I know some people out there, maybe some Cowboys fans say, "Oh, we need, wait, the Cowboys 
Okay, maybe them two. They probably they deserve to be in the mix, obviously. But what better teams than the 49ers and Green Bay? They have such great histories to be like. What better team would you want, or or, or what better options would you have to represent in the uh, NFC Championship in the hundredth season of the NFL? Green Bay won the first Super Bowl. Green Bay won the uh, NFL Championship before it was even called the Super Bowl. So, you know, like my uncle, who's obviously a Green Bay fan, <laughs> said, I think it's a perfect matchup. Now, they're going to need to play a lot better than they played in San Francisco earlier. They only put up eight points against San Francisco earlier this year. Rodgers barely had over 100 yards earlier this season. So, uh, you know, looking at that, looking at these stat lines and just seeing it how, how it went, they're going to need more from Aaron Jones than 38 yards like in the first game. They're going to have to find some some way to slow down. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo had a, a very good game in that game. George Kittle absolutely dominated them. So, the, we'll have to see what Green Bay has to offer. You know, uh, their defense, we know that San Francisco has a legit defense. You know, Richard Sherman back, you know, making great plays. You know, just they're strong. All they're strong in every area. I'm not surprised. As a matter of fact, it's the thing is about them is so it happened so fast. I just a few years ago, San Francisco were off the map. So as much as I necessarily don't think, you know, Jimmy G is uh that great, or I, like especially when he got paid, I didn't think he earned it because he only, only played a couple games. I have to say that as long as he keep winning, what does it matter what I think about Jimmy G? You know, they have a great team, and they've done a great job of building that team. So, you know, it would hurt me because I'm in a, I, I, I root for the Seahawks. So, the NFC West, of course, I don't want anyone else in the NFC West doing it. I would love the Green Bay Packers to win that game. But it's going to be tough, and it's going to be a great matchup. Maybe Green Bay gets some revenge. You never know in the playoffs. You know, that's the beauty of these games. So, it'll be – I think both matchups next week will be interesting. So, on to my picks for what I think will be happening – uh, next week, I am going with my Super Bowl will end up being the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. We'll get that that great matchup of two of the best. I'm going with both better quarterbacks. I'm Maybe I'm wrong and it doesn't have anything to do with that. Derrick Henry dominates. You never know. But I think, again, again, I'm using uh, uh, what happened these last few games with Kansas City. And, you know, if the defense show up in the way that, they showed up in the second half against Houston. If the uh, offense continue to put up – if the offense put up points, because I don't think Tennessee can keep pace scoring-wise. That's the thing. So, if if Kansas City can score when they have the ball, I think Kansas City has that game. And uh, Tennessee, on the other hand, if they dominate the ball, they can have that game. But I'm going with the Chiefs, the better team, Pat Mahomes. I just don't – like the firepower will be too much for the Tennessee Titans. And as far as Green Bay and Houston, I mean, Green Bay and the 49ers go, uh, you know, I, I, part of me, I, when it's this close, you kind of go with the home team usually. But I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to have one of those vintage performances. You know, he had a horrible game against this team in the regular season. This is the perfect time for him to redeem himself. A lot of people are saying he fell off last season. I, I'm sick. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm sick of people trying to act like he, was just so bad these last few years that he's just not the guy anymore. You know, it's a lot of factors that went into why the Packers were at when they're at. You see what they're doing now that they're more of a balanced team. You know, they're running the ball with Aaron Jones. You know, say, people talked a lot of mess about Matt LaFleur, but look what, look what they are now. 
you know, with that quarterback, I think Green Bay is going to have enough to go in there, and I think they can take out the 49ers if they play a smart game and they, they continue to be balanced. And if that defense show up the way it showed up against Seattle. Now, the reason why I could I could be overestimating Green Bay just based on how they played us with talent, but I believe that Seattle can beat the 49ers. I think we proved it in the regular season. Seattle, the 49ers are good, but I think they're beatable. You know, you just have to go in there. You have to be physical. And I think Green Bay showed last night that they can be physical. They can run the ball and have Aaron Rodgers find Devontae Adams. Now, the thing is, you know, you know, do Green Bay does, – does Green Bay have enough – uh, weapons to uh, just in case, like, let's say let's say San Francisco talent shows up and they do, you know, play well on offense, you know, and all of that stuff, and with their defense, can Green Bay score when they need to against this 49ers defense? That'll be the big question because the defense for the 49ers, I think, will probably be the reason if the 49ers win. I think that'll be the reason the defense and maybe the running game, kind of like it was uh, Saturday. So my picks for the Super Bowl: the Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs. All-time matchup, you have young phenom Patrick Mahomes versus the the legendary, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who definitely I know wants to get back there. He won it in 2010. I know it's been a decade since, but I think it'll be nice. It'll be a nice little story. Win it 2020 also. Be one of, you know, nice championship to get right back on the money for Green Bay. I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I'm not picking the Super Bowl just yet. We'll see what happens. But that is – what I have for you guys this week as far as the NFL goes in the division around playoffs, uh, it was great matchups. You know, even the one that ended up being a blowout like the 51-31 victory by Kansas City was great to watch because they just exploded. The same thing uh, with Tennessee. It was great to watch that physical game and the way that they just dominated that with running the ball. And, you know, in last night game with Green Bay and the survival and – how how Russell Wilson, you know, kept trying, you know, did whatever he could to to put Seattle in a position to win. They just uh, again bad coaching decisions, uh, bad play calling, you know, a lot of things cost Seattle this season. But don't worry, I think with long as that quarterback, long as number three back there, they'll be fine. You know, they always have a chance. I just they need more pieces, but you know, but enough about my team. Enough about my team. The four teams that are left, I'm expecting. Two great games next, I think, Sunday, championship Sunday. So, it'll be very cool to see what happens. And uh, as far as this goes, so, on to my next subject because uh, I, I wanted to touch on this. So, for all of my college students out there, you know, if you are uh, if you are in grad school and you're listening, cool, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyone who's ever been through this know exactly what it is. That moment when you first read your syllabus, or when they uh, tell you, they send you the email, they want you to print it out and all that good stuff. You know, that moment is uh, always nerve-wracking a little bit. Because when you read on paper, especially when you're in grad, uh, especially when you're in grad school, because uh, on the paper they make sure to specify that, you know, they're un- like I'm in this particular class that I'm talking about that I have to go to today uh, since the semester has begun again here at Ar- Arkansas State. Uh, the class I have to go to today is an undergrad and also a graduate school, a graduate student type level class. So uh, some or some seniors will be in the class with me uh, also. So nine times out of ten, I assume, I don't know the entire roster. But uh, 
they let me know in the syllabus. <laughs> As a grad student, you, you will be expect we will expect more of you, basically. So, you know, if, if it's a three to five page paper for everyone else, it might be five to seven for me. You know, that's the type of things I'm thinking in my head, you know, as I read the syllabus and as I see, okay, I have to read this, I read that. I almost was overwhelmed because I was like, how can I do all of this and be on top of it and still want to put out the content that I want to do, including YouTube videos and doing whatever whatever it is that I want to do. And really, the process is, is that, you know, everybody want to be great. Everybody wants the achievements. Everybody wants uh, the nice paying job. You know, whatever it is, or the, the the money and all of that. Or some people want fame, whatever it is. But a lot of people do not want to work hard for it, do not want to put in that effort. A wise man once told me that. So, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, I read the syllabus. I felt overwhelmed quickly after looking at the schedule. I'm like, okay, I got to do this paper right here. I got to do this. I got to do that. But at the end of the day, I came to my senses because it's just like, all right, nobody said this is going to be easy, man. I still have two other classes also that I haven't even read their syllabus yet. So, you know, I have other things that's going to be going on, but I will not lose focus of what is important to me, which is recording and getting these things out and creating content. You know, hopefully, like I said, in the future, I will be able to stream video, stream myself gaming, you know, some of my classic wrestling games that I own now, some of, uh, you know, some of my online things on Mortal Kombat maybe. You know, I get to show you guys how uh, I kick ass and MMA and UFC uh, 3. Can't wait till UFC 4 come out, by the way, to all my video game fans out there. You know, uh, maybe even Madden. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to brag that like I'm the greatest because I have. I honestly don't play it as much as I should. Same thing with 2K. But anyway, I'm getting off topic or off, you know, subject. The point is, I know what I want to do, which is to create content, build, not only build up my resume, but build up a platform of my own. You know, it's going to be a slow, but you know, but I'm, it's going to be a slow thing, a process, but I'm going to work at it every day, every week to be able to do this and put this out uh, weekly, you know, whether it's for my, uh, my wrestling shows or whether it's to uh, the sports world, you know, I the, love to talk about, you know, other things. Uh, now that the NFL season is getting close to wrapping up, you will get more basketball-related content uh, because, honestly, it's like a, fo- a shift in focus for me. Because it's hard for me to focus on all the next-gen stats and all this stuff. I know half of the season is pretty much almost done. But, you know, that that is the nature of the beast. It's almost impossible to follow every game for the NBA and also be able to do what you need, uh, you know, football, I mean, you know, for, for football goals. And then, you know, watching the hours of wrestling that I, that I have to watch for content, you know. But, you know. Either way it go, that's the point. I want certain things out of life. I want my own platform to to be able to share my, you know, whatever it is that I create. So I have to work for it. And same thing with this master's degree, you know, as much as as much as it uh it pains me and as much effort as I have to put into it, that's 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 the process. That's what I asked for when I signed up for this and Nothing, no one said anything was going to be easy or handed or nothing was going to be handed to me. They're not going to give me the degree just because, oh, man, we know what you're going through, blah, blah, blah. You know, we see that you're trying to do other things also. That don't mean anything. I just have to make use of my time. So if anyone uh, realized that you haven't heard from me socially in a while, it's a reason for that. (laughs) 
But, you know, that's it for this week's shows. If Oh, I have a recommendation for all my people out there who want some good vibes, something they can relax to. You know, don't you know, don't don't expect to get hyped to it or you may can. I like it. I get hyped to it. If you need some new music to listen to, listen, check out Tame Tame Impala. Uh I hope I'm saying that right. They're Australian band, pretty much, and they, they make some of the dopest sounding music I've heard. I can't wait till the other their new stuff come out in February of this year. Uh, you know, use your streaming services, use YouTube, look them up. They make great music. Uh I, I listen to new person same old mistakes forever. That was pretty much the only song. And then I finally went to go check out the rest of that catalog. And I haven't been able to skip much. You know, it's, it's something about not only uh, the lead singer's voice, but just the, the sound of their music, the bass lines, the, the, the beat selection, just everything about it is just great. And I, I love every second of it. And I'm continuing to know more and more about them as I listen. So uh, that's my recommendation for good vibes, you know, so. And, oh, yeah, shout-out to George Kittle. He has some dope cleats uh, dedicated to The Rock. You know, I think he was the people's tight end is what he calls himself. So that's cool as a wrestling fan. I thought that was awesome. So, you know, I always finish, finish these shows trying to send off good vibes, trying to send off love to everyone out there. This is Monday. It's going to be a great work week. Uh, you know, I know it's tough getting up on these days and getting started, but let's go. You got to rev these engines up. Let's get let's get it let's get it going, you know. Have a good week. Be positive. You know, uh spread love to all to everyone that you can. You know, you never know what anyone's going through. Keep that in mind. Uh, leave all the toxic behavior, anything that you that's taken away from your happiness, anything that's taken away from your spirit, leave that behind. Uh and show love when when it's due. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. That is, that's probably, I don't know. I, pro, I don't know. Y'all let me know uh, if you guys were keeping count anytime I said anyway. I know I probably said you know a lot also. I'm, if I add that to the game, then, you know, alcohol poisoning galore. <laughs> but this is your boy, Monty G. You can follow me on Instagram at that, your boy, Monty G. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get these podcasts out. And, uh... You know, good vibes only, people. Good vibes only. I'm going to leave y'all with my favorite word to say when it's time to leave. Adios. Adios.